Hi everyone, I'm Amira and this is The Unmute Files, a platform where we unmute our body journeys and build support and space for our different experiences. On every episode, I get to speak and hear from an amazing, inspiring person from South Asia as they unmute their body journey. We cover everything from size to trauma to food, consent and even politics. Just anything on our journey towards body acceptance and freedom. Hi, I'm back after a very long break. Um, with the second wave of COVID, I just needed to take some time off, but we're starting season two with a very interesting conversation that I had with Neelima. Um, Neelima defines herself as a woman, feminist, queer, graphic designer, illustrator. Um, and our conversation covered everything from her experience as a fat queer woman, pleasure, desire, curiosity, and you know how we're constantly on this journey to unlearn our conditioning. Yeah, I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. Hi, Neelima. Hi, Amira. I thought we could just dive in. Uh, what have been key instances, experiences that have defined your body journey? So I have uh, always been a fat child. Um, I mean, hmm. growing up, I'm a fat woman now. But hmm. <laughs> I grew up, I was always chubby. My cheeks would always get pulled, all of that. And that was considered cute to a large extent. But as you grow up, the cuteness wears off. <laughs> and then yeah. it becomes, it goes into this space of where everyone sort of prodding you in the direction of maybe you should be losing weight at this point until you hate your teenagers and it kind of becomes like this sort of oppressive thing about like how you're supposed to look and what is the kind of attention you get and all of that but um for me I think there was uh and, and I think that's that's a that's a large part of I think actually that's a large part of how all of us, at least in the Indian culture, yeah. see our bodies. You know, it's it's so entangled with shame, and there's so much yeah. shame around our bodies. So I, for me, and around and around fatness, like it's yeah, just yeah, the yeah, worst, for sure, worst thing. Ever. Yeah, um, because it it also it also weirdly I feel like it attracts um, predatorial behavior <laughs> because yeah. you're young you're a child I mean for me for instance I I got my first training bra when I was 12 or something hmm. and I Same. don't know at all if other children and other girls in my class were figuring out training bras at that age um, yeah. but I remember there was a photo of me that came in some something that you know used to be very culturally I, I grew up in Abu Dhabi and we used mm. to be very active and in some photo there was I, because I was a chubby child it was there were lots of tires in my I remember my mum pointing out saying ha 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 you've got breasts I think it was also coming from her discomfort of it yeah, yeah. but for me it was I just felt so ashamed like somehow I caused this you know yeah so I think everything after that was just dealing with that shame. Every comment about my body was about shame. Was about mm. how, you know, this is something that I caused to myself. And yeah, that's, that's the consequence I have to bear in the process. Yeah. No, and, and beyond like body size, were there other things that really like, 
made you maybe disassociate with your body or really um you know kind of maybe add to that shame i i took like a lot of years to realize that i'm not a dark person <laughs> you know mm. the best skin color is not dark um as children because we play in the sun a lot i think our skins tend to get like some three tones darker than it is and i just always thought of myself as this really dark child who then was that when you know just not beautiful like not pretty like not worthy yeah. of good attention in that sense not um yeah there are, there were other things i was good at but like looking is not what i was good at i think you bring up a really good point about like how a lot of this shame starts so young how we internalize and sometimes for ourselves perpetuate the fat phobia colorism colorism you know i remember going to this gynecologist like years back and i have pcos and you end up gaining weight and that's usually a struggle a lot of women who have pcos go through and the only thing i'd heard kind of before that was lose weight and and you'll be fine and losing weight is a struggle and it was a huge struggle for me um it was a like counterproductive and then i met this gynecologist and she's like what if you don't lose the weight why does it matter so much you just always be fat and that's fine and i took so much offense to that statement and now looking back i think about that time and i'm like imagine how embedded it was in my mind of how i viewed being fat that yeah. this doctor who was actually not being fat phobic at all was really yeah. telling me like you <laughs> That's know really progressive gynecologist <laughs> i i know right and i was like i remember like crying and being like mom i just want to go to a different doctor i mean she's still my doctor and she's amazing and yeah. she's she's also really helped me you know kind of change how i viewed my body but yeah. it kind of like now looking back i look at that incident and i'm like i it was it was so internalized you know how i felt yeah. Yeah. um so i kind of wanted to ask you um how did you really start shifting um and processing some of that shame and how did you start embracing the words fat the words queer um and you know and and just the different parts of your identity i think all of these sort of um started as a journey like all at once like including processing abuse processing my fatness processing my sexuality processing that i am a sexual being i am someone oh. who has desires and i am someone who can be desired all of that i think was just like one big cauldron of like things happening all at once this is bubbling like mad um all at once and um a lot of it happened uh, because i mean there was this constant quest by my parents of why i am fat and how yeah. can they change that and that was constantly driving me up the wall because it just felt i mean it just besides the shame and whatever you feel about yourself it also makes you feel like you're not enough you know somehow like yeah there's something that your parents are not approving of you and so you're not enough in some sense and that's 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 not easy because then that that builds your that establishes your future relationships also in a sense that establishes yeah. patterns so for me um i think that uh, i think i i i knew that i was 
queer when I was like 13 or something. But um, I just, while there is this whole conflict with my parents, I'm also very, very close to them. I mean, at least when I was growing up and uh, I just felt like I won't be able to like live outside of their approval. And hence I didn't, and there was no space to also explore what queer meant, what lesbian meant or anything of that sort. So when I finally did find a community when I was studying in Bombay, it yeah. was... Um, and this was around college, I'm guessing. Yeah, this was during my master's and I'm talking about 2003 or uh, 4 sorts. And, um, and I found that there is a community, that there are people who are gay, who are lesbian, who are queer, who are trans, who are kind of they know each other and there's like a small sense of some kind of community and they're living their lives like normally, like going to jobs, yeah. eating good food, like that sort of thing. You know? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I mean, I, I can do this. I, I guess I can do this. But also for me, at that point, I just, I wasn't sure I wanted to call myself lesbian. I was just like, maybe I am yeah. bi. Then my big question was, oh, am I, am I, am I thinking that I'm, am I questioning my sexuality because I was, uh, I went through child sexual abuse. So is it like an aversion to men? And that's 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 the first sort of obvious thing I feel people think that, yeah. you know, if you're a lesbian, it's because you're either man-hating or that you might have had a bad experience with men. In general. Like, so I yeah. kept thinking about that. So I think during that time, I started reading and I came across this book called um, uh, Cunt. Um, by this American feminist called Inga, I'm not sure how to pronounce their name, um, Muscio, I'm thinking, M-U-S-C-I-O. And um, it blew my mind for a (laughs) 24-year-old to read that and see your body in a whole different light because they talk about, uh, they talk about abuse, they talk about rape, they talk about your body, they talk about um, the health of your body, they talk about menstruation, they talk about uh, sexuality and, uh, and, and so many things and feminism and for me it was just like Ping, 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 yeah, it was so many things just pinging mad and one of the images I very clearly still remember from this book was about how they say that they started bleeding one day and they stood in their kitchen and the blood just dripped on the white floor and they just looked at it and thought, oh, that's, that's pretty and I was just like, wow, that, that, that image is actually weirdly pretty, you know, just, and it was just, eye-opening in a way of like just I something that you don't imagine you can look at your body like that you know like mm-hmm. it's it's um yeah uh, so it, it it helped me sort of accept desire it helped me sort of explore desire it helped me not think of my body as a icky thing it helped me understand masturbation and you know pleasure and self-pleasure and I'm just enjoying my body. But that was just the beginning of the journey. The damages that are done <laughs> takes years. It takes a lot. Yeah. yeah. Takes really long. No, I I love what you brought up about... I think it really reminds me of the fact that we just aren't curious about our bodies, right? Yeah. Like We just spend our lives just knowing that this is my body and like, you know, move on. I, I think for me also a lot of this curiosity started much later 
hadn't looked at my vulva properly till I think a few years ago. And then once I started getting curious, I think that started changing how I viewed and, you know, felt pleasure. And when you were talking about menstrual blood, it kind of reminded me of this episode that I recorded with Meenal, who spoke about her menstrual journey. It's going to be the next episode after this one. And she was kind of talking about how she's fascinated by menstrual blood and how the color changes and the texture and this mucus. And and um, I was fascinated because until recently, I hadn't seen my body that way. I hadn't seen menstrual blood from the lens of fascination. Uh, but yeah, moving forward, I also kind of wanted to ask, um, just in your book, you know, body acceptance journey, what are you still like learning and unlearning? There are days which are just, it becomes part of me, of my existence. It is no second thought given to it. But there are times, I, and, and I, I think this is more to do with, uh, for me, I'm not saying uh, generally, but for yeah. me, it, it is to do with aging. I'm, I'm hitting 40 this year. So mm. um, I've seen... Um, the changes in a different sort of way I've um, also seen that there was a part of my 20s that I did not I mean you know just did not and that's not just me that's that's I think a lot of us who just have not taken care of our bodies in, in the 20s yeah. you yeah. know um, especially if you've just stepped out of home you're just like like fuck everything I have my freedom I'm gonna do whatever I want with myself and yeah um, somewhere in your 30s you're just like okay uh, if you really need to survive you need to get your body to survive with you you need to kind of and I keep referring to me and my body as two separate entities and so on a bad day that's what happens on a bad day I'm just like my body's throwing googlies at me (laughs) you know as if it's a separate thing altogether it has nothing to do with me um, yeah. And that, that's, that's, I guess, some sort of a coping mechanism. Um, but at the same time, um, I'm also, I've also been a little more conscious of what I eat and what I do. But, and then I'm, now that there's a lot of conversation about being fat and about body positivity and about fat positivity, I'm, I, I listen to things, I hear things, I hear people talk about it and it's just so empowering and and in one of those things, I, I heard someone talk about this idea of the good fatty. Hmm. And while I do not subscribe to like the diet cultures or like to excessively exercising and um, I mean, one has to do it. I mean, that's there, but you know, I don't, I don't, I cannot, I cannot live a life of deprivation by, by dieting. I feel like if your body is asking for it, you should just eat it. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm, I'm that person. But at the same time, when I, um, when I am like at a metro station, I make sure I take the, I take the stairs and I see a younger, larger person take the lift. And there is this judgment that passes through my mind of, oh my mm. God, it's because of people like her, that people like me, are thought of being lazy because yeah. that is equal to lazy and and I have to be like dude you can't be thinking like that right like but yeah. it's it you can't stop it that's that's the whole thing about conditioning right it's just so there and however woke you are however um 
well read and aware and and um, educated you think that you are and evolved you think you are the things that you've been through um, your traumas your anxieties and your uh, conditionings just they just like suddenly come out of the pores when you don't yeah. realize it right that's such a great point uh, i think because a lot of struggles with our body carry so much shame that um you know that that conditioning and that bias kind of takes years to unlearn um very similar to my reaction to the gynecologist cuz that fat phobia was almost um you know still a part of how i felt um so beyond what you're unlearning what are you embracing these days when it comes to how i look I, i've come mm. to the point where it's mostly good days i love days, that yeah the only days when i feel bad is when i'm there's 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 an unexplained pain somewhere and there's like a new little something that's come up and then i'm just like oh I, what what is going on what what's happening what, what are you throwing at me now but yeah. for the most bit it's it's mostly good days but and yet there there will be days like i i just visited my partner's hometown last week and their young nephew and i i i was napping and this boy came he saw he went back to his uh grandmother and was like there is a very large woman sleeping <laughs> very big oh. woman sleeping and and it threw me off and i'm not sure why i just felt suddenly so upset um and i suddenly started feeling so fat there's, i mean there's this whole difference about being fat and feeling fat right like fat, yeah be fat yeah. and i can have a sort of disjointed um um idea of what my body looks like and what it actually yeah. looks like and that's that's yeah. that's a whole other thing but yeah uh, but this feeling fat is what brings you down right this and that sometimes can be also because there's some other random friend who is who is a straight sized person who might just suddenly come to you for validation because they are feeling fat that day but in that process yeah. what they are also seeking is for you to say nee nee look at me i'm fatter than yeah. you am i complaining yeah. you know <laughs> like yeah. so to make them feel better we have to sort of put ourselves down and um but having said all of that for me my outlet has been to create representation i yeah. that's one of the things that i feel really lacked at least when i was growing up now there is still more conversations in visibility but when i was growing up um and for for a really long time maybe even till past 5 years or so uh the yeah. idea of anyone fat and visible was uh either a comedian or funny person or a butt of some yeah. butt of a joke you know man woman whatever like they had to be made fun of yeah um so i was just like i have to build this representation i will yeah. draw fat women i will talk about being fat i will uh make sure that my art is creating as many like fat people as possible so that there is no dearth of representation for a person who's growing up now they can just look at this and be like ha huh, okay this they look nice they don't look ugly even though they are fat yeah. and we're conditioned to believe that they're ugly you know yeah. so i feel like that's that is that is my like it's my coping mechanism but it's also 
my voice it's also my way to like put it out there yeah you know no i i love that i think it's like almost like your way of making sure that your body is represented yes you know rep- yes. and and i think um and it's like a very interesting way to like through your art to reclaim the word fat yeah. because i yes. think that based on our conversation i think that's something that we both spoken from my experiences mm. that we struggle with you know when yeah. somebody says like what's the big deal you'll be fat or somebody saying <laughs> oh there's someone who a large bodied woman thinking yeah. that you know it's it's like how do we come in, come to terms with this word that's in many ways oppressed a lot of bodies over the years and um how do we kind of start embracing it yeah and, and sometimes when you say like very well meaning friends you'll be like and like i am fat like there's no like two ways to that and then you'll have your friends being like no no you're not fat you're just cute yeah you're cute you know yeah. I, i don't know if I, i i can't imagine you not fat you are you because you're like fat like, yeah it's okay i am no. not complaining i'm not um i'm not upset i'm not disheartened that i'm fat anymore i'm yeah. i'm claiming it i'm saying yes i am fat see you all next week follow us on instagram at the unmute files dm us with any questions or if you'd like to be on the podcast until then keep on muting